Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into this edition of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson and Mike Mott as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week on the podcast, Are We Flirting with Disaster? And uh, actually, that was a that was a song by Molly Hatchet, which was a band, a southern rock band back in the seventies from Florida, right there where Jude's at. What's going on, Jude? How you doing, buddy? Hey, I feel amazing. Yeah, amazing. It, That's great, it, man. We've got great weather in Florida. I'm sorry for my clients that are in New York or Chicago, but uh, <laughs> look, when when it's uh, 75, 80 degrees here, I can't complain. There you go. Well, I'm glad to have you with me. Mike's uh, off doing something fun today, I'm sure. But you and I are going to have a quick conversation. I got a couple of things here, Jude, that some of these are kind of easy fixes to where we could be flirting with some financial disaster in our life. So a couple of these first ones are pretty quick fixes, I think, a lot of times, or at least uh, not as complicated as people might think they are. And then we got a couple others that might require a little bit more uh, help. But either way, I think we can knock these out and share some good information. You ready to go? I'm ready to rock. All right, well, let's do it. So flirting with disaster with out-of-date legal documents. Uh, You guys have seen this a lot. You know, maybe you've gotten them done in the past. You set it and forget it, whatever the case is, or maybe you didn't do them at all. But this is kind of an easy fix, but it can also cause a heck of a lot of problems if you don't get it right. Absolutely. And it's part of our process to talk to our clients initially when they become a client and ask them, hey, do you have your legal documents in place, your estate documents? And sometimes we get a funny look by people when we say your estate documents. And, they, and, I, and I ask them, why, why, why do you look so funny? Oh, estate documents. I thought that was for like the Rockefellers or the Kennedys. <laughs> like, no, no. Everybody should have some legal documents in place. You want to make sure you have a will, a health surrogate, a power of attorney, And if you have children, some guardianship papers. Now, I'm not an attorney, but as part of our service for our our holistic planning process, it's so important to make sure that these legal documents are in place. That's why it's part of our checklist. And we ask clients, if you haven't done it, get it done. And if you have done it, we've got to take a look at those at least every five years because things change. People may fall out of favor if you have a beneficiary that you know, needs to be changed, or if you've gotten a divorce, those legal documents are imperative that we check them out every so often. Well, Jude, you mentioned my second one on my list here for flirting with disaster, and that is incorrect beneficiary designations. Uh, incorrect, not at all, or some, some things like that. I mean, how many advisors have stories of, a, of an ex-spouse or something like that? Holy cow. I, you know, I fortunately have not experienced this myself, but I took a class in my financial planning uh, curriculum on beneficiaries specifically. And what a lot of people don't understand is on your IRAs or 401ks and retirement accounts, if you've named a beneficiary, that trumps your will. That is the legal document that says for sure this person will receive your money, regardless of what the will says. So I remember one story I'll tell you really quick that I learned in in the course that I was taking. This gentleman had worked for the New York Transit for over 35 years, uh, was married for majority of that time for about 30 years to his first wife. They got a divorce. Fortunately, the divorce was amicable, no real problems. The new families, vacation together. 
um, wow. really enjoyed each other's time. And then a year after he passed, a year after he retired, he passed away with over a million dollars in his pension. Well, when they went to settle the pension, he had never changed the beneficiary from the first wife, Mm-mm-mm. but he had changed his will. And so when they fought it out in court, at the end of the day, the first wife won. And this may not be a surprise to you, but she wasn't generous with the, <laughs> with the pension that she inherited. She yeah. took it all herself. Yeah. And there's really not much that can be done about that. And so, you know, kind of back to my my point to start this for these first two, Jude, these are fairly easy fixes, right? I mean, if you're working with an advisor, they should ask you about these things, about updating them every so often. You should be bringing up changes in your life. Uh, And if you don't have some of those legal documents, it's, again, pretty easy because your advisor can recommend an attorney to help you draft these up. It's usually not that expensive. So just kind of an easy fix here. No doubt about it. And again, we've included it as part of our annual process, regardless if the client uh, takes care of it or not. We make sure that we bring it to their attention annually and say, hey, has there been any changes? Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, if something happens, you know, it's a phone call a lot of times, especially for a BD, right? You can make a phone call, let them know. And then if you got to sign some papers, you know, it's a pretty quick, easy process to knock out. So don't flirt with disaster in those couple areas, folks, when it's an easy thing to take care of. And if you got some questions, you know, make sure you're reaching out and having those conversations, especially with some of those legal documents like a medical power of attorney and a durable power of attorney and things of that nature. All right. So this one's a little more complicated, Jude, but certainly one we've got to think about because the bomb could be getting bigger, so to speak. And that is the ticking tax time bomb. It is one of the biggest topics we talk about here at the firm. Look, one of our beliefs is that most people are losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. And every dollar that leaves your pocket unknowingly and unnecessarily is an opportunity that you could have made money on that money. And one of the biggest culprits is taxes. And so as we look over the horizon to try to see what may be coming down the pike with a deficit as large as it's ever been, uh, with new stimulus money being proposed all the time, and I don't talk politics, I'm not saying the, the stimulus money is right or wrong, it's there, it's a matter of fact, it is un- inevitable that taxes will have to rise. Now, who may have to pay that taxes? I don't know. But I can bet your bottom dollars that taxes will rise. And so that's why with our clients, we talk about what we call the ticking tax time bomb. In fact, we even have a website that we're going to be uh, launching pretty soon. That's taxbomb.com. Taxbomb.com. It's coming soon. <laughs> but what I want to share with people is that you should be diversifying your money the same way you diversify your, your investments. You should have money that's going to be currently taxable, money that's uh, taxable at low tax rates because it's investment dollars, and money that's tax-free, money that will never be taxed. Those three filters are something that we focus on in the firm. We call it the tax-efficient filters, and we help people balance how much money should be in each filter because what you don't want to happen is when you retire, that a majority of your money is in a vehicle where it'll be taxable at whatever the current tax rates are. If you got bad luck like me, 
taxes will be high at that time. And you're like, oh, man, I should have done this sooner. I should have diversified sooner. Yeah. Now, that's a great point. I mean, we talk about diversification as far as our investments go, uh, but we can also be diversified with our tax planning strategies and how to be as efficient as possible. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's not political to say, you know, taxes are probably going up because of all the spending because there's even more spending coming. It just is what it is. You know, if the money gets spent, it it's, what it is. it's got to be put back at some point, whether it's our generation, the next generation or whatever, but somebody's paying the tax bill. So whether it's us ourselves or what we leave behind to our heirs, we want to be as tax efficient as possible. So that's another place clearly we can flirt with some financial disaster. And then no plans for long-term care expenses, Jude. Just the giant elephant in the room that people pretend is not there. Uh, You know, I get it. It's scary. It's expensive. It's terrifying. All these kinds of things. But not making a plan is that and more, in my opinion. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we see a lot of successful couples come into our office and they've done a great job of saving, preparing for that day where they want to be financially free or clients who have come into the office and they've already uh, achieved a certain level of financial freedom and may be retiring. But I can tell you for sure, uh, most people, when we meet them, they have not figured into the, into the equation, into their financial equation, the cost of long-term care. And today it's rising at twice the cost of inflation. And so if you could imagine, you know, you're ready for retirement, your financial advisor has told you, oh yeah, you saved up a million, two million, three million dollars. And based on this, we're gonna run these fancy Monte Carlos uh, scenarios to show that you're, you're not gonna run out of income. But most of the time when I talk to them, I ask them one simple question. Have you considered the effects of paying 80 to over $100,000 a year in long-term care expense at the point where you're no longer able to take care of yourself? And I got to tell you, Mark, most of the time people will say, no, I haven't included, I haven't included that in my financial plan. And so that's something we sit down and we work out for the clients to see what the effect may be and to be proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. And of course, it's just, you know, if you're thinking about yourself on that scenario, then think about what those long-term effects are going to have to your spouse's uh, potential retirement, especially if an event happens and drains those retirement funds, especially something long-term like dementia, for example, uh, which is a much longer thing. The average stay is two to three years. Dementia is something like eight. So, it can be very, very, very detrimental. So again, so folks, four places where we can be flirting with disaster, two easy fixes, two require a little bit more work, but can still be handled by talking with and working with a financial professional like Jude Mike at Centrust Financial Services. And so we're going to wrap this up this week, uh, Jude, with an email question we got in from the website, from the podcast website. If you'd like to stop by and send us a line, go to Planwise Retire Free Podcast. Dot com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com or just call the number 800-779-4592. But here's an email question that Bradley sent into the show. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. He says, hey guys, should I be completely maxing out my 401k and my Roth IRA before opening a taxable brokerage account. Is there a benefit to opening a separate brokerage account to provide more flexibility is what he's really kind of curious about. Well, this is an excellent question, Bradley, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about 
on having diversification of your money with regards to taxes, it is absolutely wise to save as much as you can. Where you save it is the question. And so I'm going to just revisit what I talked about previously as the three different tax funnels. We call them the tax efficient funnels. There's the funnel in which your money comes in post-tax. You've already paid taxes on those dollars. You've invested in a brokerage account like you've talked about, and you're going to pay taxes based on your capital gains and dividends, which is usually lower than your income taxes. So you should absolutely have money there. You're going to have another funnel where money is not going to be taxed, federal income tax, and it's going to go into a 401k or an an IRA, but in there, it's going to be sheltered and it's going to come out fully taxable at whatever the current tax rates are. And then my favorite funnel is the tax advantage funnel where money comes in after you've already paid taxes, but it's tax sheltered while it's in the funnel and comes out tax free. For each person, there's a different right answer or proportion on how much you should have in each one of those funnels. And so the general rule of thumb is that if you're looking at your 401k and you believe, as I believe, taxes are going to go up, well, you should definitely to contribute to your 401k up to the max. Hey, nobody's going to give you free money. So if you if that is there on the table, take it. But any dollar above that, we need to look at your situation and see whether it makes sense putting money in the Roth section or putting money in the brokerage, because those dollars are going to be taxed more favorably than monies that are in your 401k or IRA that will be fully taxable when you decide to retire and take money out. I hope that helps. Well, Bradley, thank you so much for the question. Absolutely. I think there's some good information to think about. As always, folks, before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional like Jude and Mike. They are holistic wealth managers at Centrist Financial Strategies. Give them a call, 800-779-4592. It's 800-779-4592 if you're not already working with them. Share this podcast with those you think that might benefit from the message by uh, letting them know they can subscribe to PlanWise, Retire Free on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all those different places. And you you can find it all nice and easily located at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Jude, I know you had a busy day today, so I appreciate you spending 15 minutes with us and the listeners to kind of knock out a few important things to cover for folks. And uh, maybe you and Mike can, can get on here next uh, next time. We can have a good conversation again as well. Hey, always enjoy spending time with you and hope we got some great information out to the listeners today. I think we did. And we'll see you next time, folks. So don't forget, hit that subscribe button on whatever app you like to use. Plan Wise, Retire Free with Jude Wilson and Mike Mott. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.